Hello, everyone, and welcome to Uncle Mark's Attic. Today, we are going to do something a little different from our usual podcast. So, with that being said, no, 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 welcome to Cryptid March Madness. It's March, and that means it's time for March Madness, Mark. And here in the attic today, we are doing a 32 cryptid bracket. What is a cryptid, you may ask? Why, it's a cryptozoological creature. What is a cryptozoological creature, you may ask? Come on, you're in Uncle Mark's attic. A cryptozoological creature is a mysterious creature, unknown or legendary, from the realm of the paranormal. For those of you who may not know what March Madness is, um, it's basically a basketball playoff bracket. Um, so, But instead of basketball, we picked 32 cryptids and ranked them randomly. So there are no specific order or anything like that. And they are competing for the national title of the cryptid champion. I couldn't be more excited. I'm thrilled. <laughs> All right, Mark. Zach and I are going to give a brief description of each cryptid, and we will try and determine which cryptid would triumph in each individual game or match. All right. So our first one is Zing Zing. I know, very interesting. Um, this is a unknown primate in the Himalayan mountains that is said to be a subspecies of orangutan, uh, simply a mainland orangutan, out of the well-established range for the species or possibly a large relative of the golden-faced apes. In most cases, it has black fur with grayish and yellow eyes. Uh, most claim the height is about 10 feet and having high mobility to, keep, um, to help move around the rocky landscape. They are mostly seen in the lower <coughs> parts of the mountains, but far away from any means of civilization. I'm glad of that. Uh, and the opponent here is the Grootslang. I like that name. The Grootslang, that comes from Afrikaner or Dutch for big snake, is a legendary cryptid that is reputed to dwell in a deep cave down in South Africa. According to legend, the Grootslang is a primordial creature as old as the world itself. Tales state that gods, new to the craft of making things, made a terrible mistake in the Grootslang's creation and gave it tremendous strength, cunning, and intellect. Realizing their mistake, the gods split the Grootslang into separate creatures and thus created the first elephants and the first snakes. But one of the original Grootslangs escaped, and from this first sire, all the other Grootslangs were born. All right, Mark, I'm going to give you my two cents. Listen. I'm listening. Zing, zing. It's just a big monkey. But That's the Groot slang. Mm. He's slanging something. He is slanging. And it's a big snake. It said it, not me. Yeah. Yeah. Big snake. I'm going to go with Groot slang here. I don't know about you. I got to tell you right now, uh, Groot slang, hands down, it's got to be Groot slang. Because I know if I'm drinking my German beer, staring up in space, waiting for the aliens to come and take me home, I would much rather be sitting here saying, Grootslang, then Zing Zing. It just sounds so cool. All right, it's a landslide. Grootslang, slanging on to the next round. Wow, that was a quick round. Yeah, it sure was. Let me go, Grootslang. Let me just do this. Bang, bang. All right, 
Next, we have the lizard man. The term lizard man is not specific to one specific cryptid. Instead, it is used to describe a broad spectrum of bipedal hominid-like reptilian men, sometimes referred to as homo subterreptus. I know, I tried my best there. In America, (laughs) we have the New Jersey gator men and the Loveland Frogmen, I actually saw that. It's a frog that stands on two feet. It's pretty crazy. Of Ohio. And there is supposedly a lizard demon that roams the river running through Wood County, West Virginia. And the opponent here is the dwarves. In German mythology, a dwarf is a being that dwells in the mountains and in the earth and is associated with wisdom, smithing, mining, and crafting. Dwarfs are also sometimes described as short and ugly, although some scholars have questioned whether this is a later development stemming from the comical portrayals of the beings, like in the Disney movie Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I've actually never seen that, so... Oh, no. Another classic you haven't watched It's a tragedy. Okay, so, Mark, I'm going to let you take this one. What do you think? Lizard Man versus Dwarfs. I gotta tell you, I'm going with Lizard Man. I'm gonna agree with you one thousand percent. I gotta go with Lizard Man. They're everywhere. You yeah. know it. I know it. Yeah, I go with Lizard Man. Lizard yep. Man is kicking some ass. That's the one reptile I'll put up with in this life, Lizard Man. I, I don't want a pet right. snake or anything, but I want Lizard Man. He gets Lizard my man. vote. Well, that was another round done. That was good. Lizard Man for the win on to round two. All right, next we have <coughs> Merman. The Merman is a monster from Iceland. It is described as follows. Nothing like the mermaids of children's fairy tales. Horrifying. This creature is over two meters tall. I don't know how tall that is in like feet, but two meters. Whopping two meters. As it, do you know? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't calculate I, in meters. I just wanted to double check. Two meters tall. As it stands on its hind legs, it is described as the ugliest thing one could ever see. <laughs> The <laughs> don't even Sorry. say what you're gonna say. The belly hangs down as the creature drags it by the surface. The merman is said to have long hind legs angled underneath it and very short hand like front legs with claws. The skin resembles a larva skin as it is almost transparent. Its face is the worst part round, staring eyes. And the mouth flashes a set of long, saber-like teeth. Wow. That's one nasty-sounding creature a there. That is crazy description. Uh, two meters is about six and a half feet. Six I looked and it a half up, feet? Wow. I looked it up on my iPhone that I still don't know what I'm doing with, but I looked it up on the iPhone that, yes. It's got a big competitor, I'm telling you what. I just resent the part where you say it's the ugliest thing one could ever see. You come on the market, Frank Friedel, in Philadelphia with me, and I'll show you the <laughs> ugliest thing you've ever seen. Believe me, I put up with it for decades. Something worse than the merman, but he's pretty scary. Now, the opponent here is the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil, which we did a podcast on, is a creature native to the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, often described as having hooves, a snake's tail, bat wings, and a head that looks something like a horse. While there are many stories detailing the origin of the Jersey Devil, and we did those in the podcast, sightings have been reported beginning in the 1700s and continuing on until the past decade. The creature is deeply rooted in folklore and legend in the area and is still mildly popular in various media, including sports teams and video games. Happens to be my favorite. 
That's right. my favorite creature. So, you know what, Mark? The merman does sound very, very intimidating, but the Jersey Devil has to take it for me. J.D. all the way. J.D. J.D. He's got the gray man all here. Right. The gray man is going with J.D. Put that merman. He can go back to Iceland. Nope, nope. And take that ugly face with you. We don't need you on the L. We got enough okay. people like that on there. So next, we will have the Wood Booger. The Wood Booger is a Bigfoot-like creature said to roam the forests of southwest Virginia. <coughs> the name Wood Booger was given to the creature because it was often rumored to carry off young children like the Boogeyman. This cryptid was featured in the Animal Planet TV show Finding Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Episode Virginia is for Bigfoot lovers. There have been particularly large amount of sightings outside the town of Saltville, Virginia. That sounds like one interesting I would say so. cryptozoological creature. However, his opponent is the Wendingo, a cannibalistic spirit resembling a zombie. In some forms, the Wendigo is the size of a human being, while in others it can be up to 15 feet tall. The earliest description of the Wendigo was that of a similar appearance to a corpse with a skeleton-like thin body, gray skin, sunken eyes, bloody lips, yellow fangs, and last but not least, a long, slimy tongue. Wow. What more could you ask for? Wow. Charming, really. Mm. Okay, Mark. Later myths say that the Wendigo... I'm not done yet, please. Oh, I did it. Please don't rush me, young man. (laughs) Later myths say that the Wendigo is a lipless ape with giant fangs that devours human flesh it can turn a person uh, it can turn a person into a wendigo which was one of the worst curses to the algonquin speaking native americans of our neighbor to the north canada wow i thought merman had a bad description yeah, that was but anyway so we got wood booger versus wendigo hmm this is a tough one i got to tell you though would, Binger, would, would Booger lose his points with me because I just don't like that name? I mean, I really have to be honest with you. I don't know about his abilities here, but I'm going with Wendingo. All right, so this one is going to be a landslide for me. Um, personally, Wood Booger, disappointed. You're not picking any noses. Mm. So it's got to go to the Wendingo. Mm. Well said. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm I, with you on they that. They had me intrigued with the name, but he's picking no noses, so he's yeah. got no street cred. I, I agree with you on that. No street cred. All right, let me put this in. Wendingo, bang. Second round, take it. Quite a bracket there. All right. Next, we have the Sheep Squatch. It is described as being a (coughs) quadruped. (laughs) Quadruped. Yeah, Mm -hmm. okay. About the size of a bear with entirely white wool-like fur. It has a long and pointed head similar to a dog but with long saber-like teeth and a single pint set of horns, not dissimilar from those found on a young goat. Mm. That's crazy. It's four limbs and in paw-like hands, similar to those of a raccoon, but larger. It just keeps going. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, I missed my spot, but larger, where is that at? Okay, while, while it's... I can't point. Let's see what we got going on here. Hold on, let me get rid of that thing. It's, while its tall tail sorry, is long and hairless, like that of a possum, mm-hmm. it is reputed to smell like sulfur. Mm. 
which has been attributed through folklore um, to the beast being born within the TNT area of in Mason County, mm-hmm. like one of the Mothman theories. Um, though this is not likely and instead may be a musk scent gland similar to those found in many species in the order of carnivoria, such as weasels and skunks. Mm. Just doesn't sound nice. But anyway, the opponent in this game is Mantis Man. Mantis Man, like a praying mantis. Mantis Man is roughly seven foot tall, bug-like creature that has been reported in Hackenstown, New Jersey, near the Muskanetkong River. This cryptid mostly resembles a large praying mantis, which is why it is called Mantis Man. Figures. And it is unlikely to be related uh, it is unlikely to be related to the Mantodea order. Now, I just want to throw in here, too, that Mantis Man is associated with some people with uh, alien abductions. They describe alien creatures that look like tall, large, praying mantis creatures. So I'm plugging the UFO aspect on Mantis Man, and therefore, guess who I'm voting for? Wow, Mark. Yeah, I know. I know I'm predictable. Go ahead, say it. You know, I Slightly older than you and predictable. You know, I didn't want it to happen this way, but... I really think Sheep Squatch is, is pulling out on top here. You're going with Sheep Squatch? Yes. Oh, God. Do you not see the horns, for one? The teeth? Mm. Two, it smells like sulfur. Yeah. He's homeboys with Mothman. Yeah, don't, don't get personal. Don't, don't put, don't, I like Mothman. Don't, Just don't saying. be pushing that now. So now we got to, what do that. you want to do? You want to flip a coin? You want to, what? We I don't gotta, have a coin with I me. I do not have a coin either. So that is where we are both completely unprepared. Give me one second. Does our live audience have a coin? I don't right. have a coin here. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sticking um, with Manus Man. Okay. Heads I win, tails you win. Sound cool? Or you call it. You call it. Go ahead. I'll I just typed in flip a coin. That's what he's gonna heads. All right. Take heads. All right. Looks like looks like stupid Manus Man wins. Stupid Manus Man? Yeah. I didn't say stupid sheep, sheep's watch, did I? I mean, though it is kind of stupid. Who, who wants to hang around something that smells like sulfur? I hang around you all day, so. That's my medicine. <laughs> Want me to have dry skin? My goodness, it's not going to the next. There we go. Okay. So, next. <clears throat> Homeboys. Sheep Squatch. Mothman. Mm-hmm. State of West Virginia. They have an, off, an awful amount of cryptids, so I would not want to live in West <laughs> yeah. Virginia, mm-hmm. to be fair. Um, West Virginia has had its fair share of strange and often inexplicable events. Uh, that was not planned. <laughs> Such as the visitation of the Flatwoods monster mm. and Indrid Cole. Cold. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna name my kid that. Um, yeah, but yeah. perhaps the strangest yet is the arrival of the creature known as the Mothman, who changed the sleepy little town of Point Pleasant forever when it swooped in one cold autumn night in nineteen sixty six. That is a cool story, and we're gonna do a podcast on the Mothman. However, at the moment here. His opponent is Ogo Pogo. That is the name that I just love. Ogo Pogo, the name given to a cryptid lake monster reported to live in Lake Okanagan in British Columbia, Canada. In 1926, a, cl- a sighting is claimed to have occurred at the Okanagan Mission Beach. This event was supposedly witnessed by about 30 cars full of people who all claim to have seen the same exact thing. In 1968, Art Folden filmed what is claimed to be footage 
of the alleged creature, Ogopogo, everybody practice that, Ogopogo, showing a large wake moving across the water. A computer analysis of the footage concluded that it was a solid three-dimensional object. Ogopogo. All right, so you went, you picked last time, you picked uh, first, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'll take, I'll take a lead on this one. Okay. Um, Mothman, he's a pretty cool dude. Um, <coughs> he is, know. he's very cool. But I don't know. I have a statue of it. I, I think Ogopogo, he's got some points on him, you know, he's got a cool yeah. name. And um, behind him is a large wake moving. What is that? It's Ogo's Pogo, if you know what I'm saying. It's his Pogo. Good heaven. Remember, this is a family podcast here. Let's not get too carried away I, here, Zach. He's got a... I think it, hey, that's enough. I get your... I, you know, I am following you. I'm, I'm catching your drift, so to speak here. Ogo Pogo for the win, please. I'm going with Ogo Pogo. It's just, I love Mothman, but for simple. some reason right now, I feel like saying Ogo Pogo. That's the name I'm going to go with. I really like that name. Me too. So, all right. Now, I mean, this next one's just going to be an absolute blowout. and Not necessarily. No, Mark, come on. We can't predict the Let's future. Let's be real with ourselves here. I'm <laughs> okay, trying. So, first opponent. Oh, we haven't been saying the ranks, but, I mean, it doesn't really Oh, yeah, matter. that's right. They're all ranked. We forgot um, that. Unicorn comes in at number five, which is absolutely asinine, if you ask me. Oh. Um, <coughs> so, a unicorn in mythology is simply an animal most commonly seen is the horse uh, with a single stupid horn. Sorry. Um, Stupid. I'm sorry. Uh, the single horn is supposed to be uh, on the midline of the body, mm-hmm. uh, such as the center of the forehead, and it needs to have grown there naturally. Nearly everyone agrees that a two-horned animal with one horn that broke off or failed to grow is not a unicorn. Oh, absolutely not. That's a pseudo-unicorn, yeah. as we call it in cryptozoology. Yeah. We want the real unicorn. Phony. Yes, we want the real unicorn. But who is the unicorn's opponent? Why, it's none other than... Number 28. Number 28, the Loch Ness Monster, or Nessie to those of us who are on familiar terms with this particular cryptid creature. The Loch Ness Monster, also known by its nickname Nessie, is probably the creature that most often leaps to mind when ordinary people think about cryptozoology, the study of animals that may or may not exist. Well, that's one definition of it. But anyway, I'll I'll go with that for now. Nessie is virtually a symbol of cryptozoology. This creature has probably been the object of more sustained media attention than any other individual type of cryptid, with the possible exception of Sasquatch, i.e. Bigfoot, (laughs) and some less traditional cryptids known as my dear friends, the gray aliens. Mark, and you know what? I am truly very sorry. I did not put any aliens on this list. I know, but uh, it won't stop me. As you notice, I'm already going off on it. So the Loch Ness Monster in Scotland, Loch is Scottish for lake, in Loch Ness in Scotland, Nessie does dwell and has been reported for many, many, many years, seen by many witnesses, actually going back over some centuries. So we have Nessie and we have a unicorn. It, for me, it's hands down. Sorry. Nessie's got my uh, my vote here. I just can't. Nessie is incredibly cool. Yep. Nessie is going to grab that stupid unicorn right by the horn and drag yeah. it into the water. And it's never going to be seen again. Yeah. Loch Ness Monster for the win. Nessie's definitely more interesting and you have more fun with Nessie. All right, I, I left that one blank, so if you want to take that one, the Michigan Dogmen, and then I'll just take, take oh, it after. Michigan Dogmen uh, versus that other opponent yes. there. We won't mention the name yet. Okay, wait, uh, hold on. Michigan Dogmen comes in at rank number 12. Number 12, well, they should be. We're going to do a podcast of Michigan Dogmen. As you know, you and I have talked about yes, that. Sir. Um, 
I don't know. Just to, to try to describe it, Michigan dogmen, there's been uh, numerous sightings in the state of Michigan as elsewhere in the United States of creatures that, what well, I would say, appear basically they look like very large wolves, but they're tending to walk on just their hind legs, on two legs, bipedal, uh, pretty nasty looking sometimes with rather large fangs and teeth and definitely give off a menacing air. But multiple reports of them in Michigan and Wisconsin and, and any more, uh, really, in, in numerous other states in the country. Linda Godfrey is the author that has written uh, quite a bit about Michigan dogmen. It's an interesting subject, and they are very interesting cryptids. All right, and its opponent coming in at a whopping rank 21, the tea kettler. <laughs> All right. All right. It resembles a small stubby-legged dog with the ears of a cat. It gets its name from the sound that it makes, which is akin to that of a boiling tea kettle. (laughs) How frightening. Jeez, I'd be running in the opposite direction. It only walks backwards. (laughs) But there we go. Apparently, Mark, that is by choice. Mm. And steam emits from its mouth as it makes its whistle. Wow. Only a few lumberjacks claim to have seen one as the creature is so shy. But if a boiling tea kettle is heard and no, and nowhere to be found, it could be that a tea kettler is nearby. Yeah, I can see why it's shy. If I look like that and, you know, my attempt at scaring someone is sounding like a tea kettle going off. I mean, uh, whatever. Anyway... All right. Michigan Dogman or Tea Kettler? Well, I think <laughs> you probably have already guessed who uh, I think will triumph in this bracket. That would be the Michigan Dogman. I'm sorry. Okay, Mark, again, once again, you've shamed me. You've made a mockery of me. I'm not trying to make a mockery. You didn't, it, you're not a Tea Kettler, are you? I'm I, just describing a Tea Kettler. That is awesome. Tea Kettler? I'm going to go with Tea Kettler. <laughs> I mean, it walks backwards by choice. With steam emitting from its exactly. mouth. Exactly. So you know wow. what we have to do here, Mark. How intimidating. Flip a coin. Here we go. Okay. You call it? I or called it I last call time. It? You All call right. it this time because you're... Tails Mr. never fails, baby. Mr. T. Kettler. Here we go. Big money, big money, big money. Yeah! Uh, T. Kettler. I believe this. T. Kettler, baby. That's a disgrace. Come on, Mark. You know In a real game, that sissy would have never won. The Michigan Dogma would have the Upset alert. Upset alert. He's walking backwards like Michael Jack. But he's really blowing off steam now. <laughs> How intimidating. God, the tea right. kettler. Do you want to take the werewolf or do you want to resume? As no, you can, do the, you can do like we did before. You can take this one Okay, now. so. <clears throat> coming in at whopping number two, the werewolf. Mm. Werewolves are often attributed superhuman strength and senses. Far beyond those of both wolves and... And men. The werewolf is generally... Oh my goodness, I cannot speak. The werewolf is generally held as a European character. Oh, I'm no werewolf, innit? Uh, <laughs> although its lore is spread through the world, in later times, shapeshifters similar to werewolves are common in tales from all over the world. Most notably, amongst the Native Americans. Though... Most of them involve animal forms other than wolves. Skinwalker. Mm. Werewolves, along with the Michigan Dogman, very similar. You'll hear some of the same similar types of descriptions and all that. That was very good. Now, who is the opponent against the werewolf? It is... 31. Number 31. Ranked number 31. 
the Kraken. Unleash the Kraken. The Kraken is a colossal, legendary sea monster said to dwell off the coast of Norway and Greenland. In 2012, scientists discovered a giant squid that corresponded to the physical description of the Kraken using deep-sea exploration with special lighting displays designed to attract large predators. The sheer size and the fearsome appearance attributed to the Kraken have made it a common ocean-dwelling monster in various fictional works. So we have the Kraken and the werewolf. All right, Mark, I'm going to be honest. I totally forgot the description of that. So when you first started reading the the description, I thought you were really just tooting its horn, but I realized it was just the description. Oh, no. What's that? I mean, about the the Kraken? Yeah. It's a colossal, legendary sea monster. It is. It's colossal big. Trust me, I know. So listen... Um, this one's going to be a landslide for me, so let's get it cracking. Um, I am not Team Jacob today. What do you say? You're voting for the Kraken? Uh, no way, you vote <laughs> for the werewolf, right? No, actually, I'm rooting for the tea kettle. No, of course I'm, <laughs> of course I'm with the colossal Kraken. Unleash the Kraken. Big the upset. The Kraken has to win in that. Oh, please. Very big upset God, there. That bracket was a piece of cake there. Come on, it's the Kraken. All right. I'm not going to mess that- with the Kraken, man. <laughs> Next up, we got the Beast of Bray Road. The Beast of Bray Road is a hairy humanoid with canine features that was sighted near the towns of Delavan and Elkhorn in Wisconsin, mainly during the 1990s. It was labeled as a werewolf in local folklore. Mm -hmm. However, most cryptozoologists have labeled it as a Bigfoot in order to avoid dealing with the Scientific absurdities involved with werewolves. However, some people think that it is a cryptid canine instead. Um, I'm with the scientists, yo. The werewolf thing? I'm not digging it. I do think of it as a cryptid canine, having read all the, uh, well, first off, the original book on the Beast of Bray Road, Linda Godfrey again, if I can point that out. Great eyewitness reports, great eyewitness sightings. It was on that History Channel series some years ago. Um, they did a really good job on that. Now, it's uh, Beast of Bray Road is real, and it's definitely a cryptid canine. I I, re- I know that there's some people have actually, I was reading in one of Linda's books where they told her it was like a a Bigfoot with a snout and all that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that now nah, that's, sometimes you got to draw the line on this. Nope. Anyway, the opponent here, and what is the opponent ranked here? You have the bracket oh, in front yeah. of you? Oh, yeah, 15 Beast of Bray Road versus 18 Yeti. The Yeti. So the opponent of the Beast of Bray Road, who I do like, is the Yeti. The Yeti, also known as the Abominable Snowman, is an Asian Bigfoot found in the Himalayas, uh, in the areas of Nepal and Tibet, parts of Russia and India. The Yeti is probably the closest living relative to Gigantopithecus, a prehistoric ape that lived in Asia somewhere in the area of 300,000 years ago. So when Mark was first born... Yeah, that's very obstreperous whippersnapper. He once again picks on me. Come on, buddy. He just loves to pick on the old gray fox here. (laughs) So this is a tough one, guys. Beast of Bray Road, who I do like naturally, and Yeti. I do like Yeti too. Like form of Bigfoot, basically, like it said there, the the abominable snowman. I don't know. Do you want to say it on three? Mm, Okay. All right. So, again, Beast of Bray Road versus the Yeti. Mm -hmm. Three, two... One. 
Yeti. Beast of Bray. <laughs> 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 the, the Beast of Bray Road. I'm sorry. I can't. I like Mark. Yeti, but I The Yeti will pick no. up the Beast of Bray Road and snap it over his knee. No, I, no not necessarily. I don't think so. I think that those <sighs> cryptid canines can be pretty sly and cunning. All right, Mark. You know and what? menacing looking. We'll leave it to the coin. I guess we'll do the coin routine here. All right. All right. So this, you call it. Um, yeah, you call it. I will call heads once again. All right. Sounds for good. the Beast of Bray Road, Cryptic Canine. Read and Linda Guthrie's book. Tails it is. Tails. So Not Yeti wins? Yeah, Yeti wins. Wow. Rightfully so. Oh, please. Come on now. All right. All right. This one's a tongue twister. I'll say I'm glad you're reading it because even I don't want to do this one. <laughs> you can just call it by the okay. nickname, the, the shorter no, version. I got it. <laughs> uh, trust me. I'm not going to botch this at all. I'm not going to do it. Number seven in this bracket is the Salad Jordsomen. That was easy pretty for, good. Easy that was for you to good. say. Yes, easy for you to say. Because I'm sw- Swedish, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Is that what it is? All right, I'll read it in a second. Salad Jordsomen, <laughs> or yeah. Selma, is a lake monster situated near. Oh, it's in Norway. I didn't even see that when I was looking to see where. It, so I made myself look dumb. As no. always. First time? No. Last no. time? Probably not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Situated near Telemark, Norway, and Lake... Oh, my goodness. Just a lake, yeah. Seljordsjönet. <laughs> that was pretty good. I think, I think I nailed that one. You did. You did. A 12-mile long and one-and-a-half-mile wide body of icy cold water formed by glaciers during the last ice age. Mm-hmm. Mark, you were there. <laughs> it's getting old, I know. It's- like no, you. it never gets old with you. <laughs> never gets old with you. All right. So, as far back as the late 1750s, reports of a large reptilian creature living in the lake have circulated around the region. Eyewitness reports, which today number over 500, mm. generally describe the creature dubbed Selma by the locals as a 30 to 45 foot serpent like <coughs> creature resembling a large anaconda. Some. Mm. Reports even include several humps on its back. My humps. Thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> That's a big lake, you know. I was just thinking while we were doing that, as we were talking about Nessie a couple minutes ago, the Loch Ness. Loch Ness is, I think, about 24 miles long. These are some big lakes that these creatures are inhabiting. Anyway, the opponent here, Zach, and what is the ranking on our opponent here for... The Ninjin. The Ninjin. Is number 26. Ninjin. And I must admit, this was not a cryptid that I was familiar with before today. Uh, just something I've never read about before. But anyway, the Ninjin. Eyewitnesses describe Ninjin as having human like shape, often with legs, arms, and even five fingered hands. Sometimes they are described as having fins or a large mermaid like tail instead of legs. Sometimes they even have tentacles. The only visible or identifiable facial features are the eyes and the mouth. According to one account, crew members on a deck of a ship observed what they initially thought was a foreign submarine in the distance. When they approached, however, it became clear from the irregular shape of the thing that it was not man-made and it was alive. The creature quickly disappeared underwater. And that's the ninjin, not to be confused with the ninja, but this is the Ninjin, N-I-N-G-E-N. Boy, what a what a contest this is. 
the Ninjin and the Selma. I'll just Come call on. it Selma. Just try it just once. No, thank you. All right. Well, the Sells Georgeman yeah. has my vote. Don't you dare. Mm-hmm. You're disrespect me. I'm not disrespect. I'm not trying to be disrespectful here. I'm just debating. I mean, you know, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I'm going to go with it. Think of it. 45 now, foot serpent. I'm looking at the size of this yeah. serpent creature. It's got it like a large anaconda, several humps on its back. I'm glad we could come to You know what I mean? Come to terms here. Give it to the big hump. If I'm allowed to say that you, about the creature, I don't know. I'd say I, this is a family podcast. Uh, but yes, we'll go. I have to go with you on that one. Ooh. Ooh, this uh this next contest here in our March Madness. This is a difficult one. All right. So we have the number 10 ghost. Mm. A ghost. <laughs> Originally, orig- oh my God, why does it got all the hard work? Why do I have to do all the hard work? I don't know. <sighs> Just lucky, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> ghost originating from the words ghostos. Goistos. Goistos. Yeah. Germanic Old Norse meaning rage. Gast. I can say that one. Geist. Old English or Geist, as in Poltergeist. Yeah, you know that one. I do. Is the soul of a dead person or animal a disembodied spirit, usually as vague, shadowy, shadowy or. Uh, give me, don't say it. I won't. Evanescent form. That's good. Evanescent. Yes, you're yes. Yes, good. Yeah. No, that's very good. As wandering among or haunting living persons, the idea of ghosts state that our cryptids are not all what they appear to be. Yes. And just an FYI for everyone, in the near future, Zach and I will be doing a podcast on ghosts, our very first podcast on ghosts. I thought you were going to say a snarky remark about my No, there's nothing snarky. No, you did very well. <laughs> you, you do get some tough words in the ones you're, you're trying to describe here. The, now, what the, is the ranking the, of our opponent, the Boggy Creek Monster or the Falk Monster, as it's known? 23. 23, that's all. Anyway, the Falk Monster, as it's often referred to instead of Boggy Creek Monster, is a, it's sort of a Bigfoot-like creature that was first seen in around Falk, Arkansas, back in the 1940s. The one good thing I can say about this is there's an incredible movie that was made in 1972, The Legend of the Boggy Creek Monster. And if you haven't seen that classic, cult classic movie, I, I can't recommend it to you highly enough. You have to see it. It's very hard for me to describe. It's an incredible movie. It's really one of a kind, but I do enjoy it. But anyway, think of it as a, very much a Bigfoot-like creature that was seen and scared a number of people, ran around, but you know, didn't hurt anybody. That's really what the Falk Monster or Boggy Creek Monster is. Okay, Mark. Let us know what your opinion is, buddy. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, sorry. I got to go with Ghost. I got to go with Ghost on this one. I know they're disembodied, but... Uh, I think so too, man. They're just so cool. If I have a ghost in my house, I'm leaving. I'll leave everything in my house. For a ghost? Yeah. Not me. Really? Yeah, because we... You're telling me. We just discussed this on our last podcast. Yes. If stuff is moving around my house... Yes. Have it. You can live there now. It's yours. But they're not trying to hurt you in the end. But if they were murdered? That's horrifying. But it's not your fault. Unless you did it, I don't think you should be feeling any guilt about it. Yeah, I mean, but then they're haunting it's, you. It's Well, it's how you describe a, a haunting. Lose. They're you, dead and you get haunted. 
Yeah, but it's, I don't know. I don't, well, how do you define haunting? But to me, it just means that you have uh, someone who actually remember what we said in our podcast that we were doing previously about they're, they're looking for someone to um, help them. For some reason, they're having trouble moving on. And the, the reason they do the things that are called hauntings or, you know, the haunted house syndrome, they're trying to draw your attention because they want you to pray for them or to help them somehow to be a source of comfort for them. They're not trying to scare you or terrorize you. I'm voting for ghosts. I will vote for ghosts as well. Oh, okay. Well, that was an easy conversion. Uh, I mean, I just kind of wanted to get my point across about being... No, your, your point was well made, but I disagree with it completely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a change of pace. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh, boy, this is a good one coming up. Number three, big hitter. Oh. El Chupacabra mm. is a cryptid that is renowned for its attacks on livestock, mm-hmm. hence the Spanish name, the Goat Sucker. It supposedly eats chickens, goats, and other farm animals and pets. It has even been reported all over the Americas, specifically the southwestern United States, Mexico, and Puerto Rico. Mm. There are two common versions of the chupacabra. There is a reptilian kind, the true chupacabra, and a canid kind, which are also called blue dogs. Mm -hmm. There have been more than 2,000 sightings of both types. When it sucks blood, it allegedly makes an odd noise. Wow. I need to hear that. Would it be like the tea kettler? That that scary I don't know. whistling I need to hear noise both. that the tea kettler makes? Wow. I don't know. Tea kettler walks backwards. He's kind of cool. Well, we won't go into that one again. Now, our opponent is ranked what on this one here? Our opponent All is right. the vampire. Number 30. Number 30, the vampire. And what was Chupacabra? Yeah. Uh, three. Wow. I don't know. There could be an upset in the making here. Vampire. Well, we all know about vampires. Vampire is a being from folklore, or are they real, who subsists by feeding on the life essence, generally in the form of blood, of the living. In European folklore, vampires were undead beings that often visited loved ones and caused mischief and deaths in the neighborhoods they inhabited when they were alive. They wore shrouds and were often described as bloated and of a ruddy or dark countenance, markedly different from today's gaunt, pale vampire, which dates from the early 19th century. Uh, hmm. Should we say it on three? We can say it on three, I think, because this one, to me, isn't that great of a contest. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Fair enough. We did it. Oh what an God. echo. Wow, we both went on that one. All right, Mark, I need you to read the next, I, the owl man. Go for, go for the goat sucker, man. You know that that's just a oh yeah. Please read that. Do you want me to read owl man? Because yes, I love owls, as you know. Owl man, this is a cool one. Owl Number man, fourteen. I'm sorry, he's ranked fourteen. Yes. Owl man is the name given to a large owl-like humanoid entity, noticeably similar to the Mothman. It lives in the area of Cornwall, England and has been sighted several times. The first sighting took place in 1976 in the village of Monan. The Owlman is sometimes seen as the English counterpart of the Mothman from West Virginia due to the similarities between the two creatures, Mothman and Owlman. That's a cool creature. I would love to see Owlman. All right, Mark. I am actually very familiar with this next one, Yes, I which comes in at Please. number 19. <laughs> Show off your knowledge now. The, tr- <laughs> the Trouser Trout Monster, which varies in size 
in the weather. I didn't put it on there, Mark. I There's, needed you to not see this one. Why is it? I, I'm, you're pulling something out. Oh, my God. I didn't know about this team. <laughs> what was it called again? The Trouser? Trouser Trout Monster. Wow. Varies in size, depending on the weather. Did it date the tea kettler by has, any chance? Oh, has a one. lot of hair. Sometimes. Oh. Depen- oh. Depending. Um, and that it's got one eye. Jeez. <laughs> that's a really attractive creature. Boy, that's a unique creature that you're describing. Mark, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh, the trouser trout man is a penis. Pardon me? Yes. Again, may I repeat? This is a family podcast. Uh, close your ears, children. Um, How is that encrypted? It's not. <sighs> right. It was made up. Um, I felt like anyone could make a cryptid name. Um, my dad kind of helped me with this. He thought it would be funny. That figures. As he runs upstairs after I said it, right? Yes. You know, if I were to make a I was catching on that was something there. And listening to your description, I must admit the old gray fox here was getting a little suspicious, but I was trying to. If I were to name my own cryptid, I'd name it like the two-toe turtle tickler. So, But I'm going to just go with the owl man. Silly, funny prank joke. And that counts as the bracket? Was he on the bracket? Yes, there? he was indeed I on the bracket. I can't believe you guys put that. that your father? <sighs> he will get a stern talking to out Oh, of my goodness. Seriously. All right. He is. He's really pushing me now. He's pushing me. Okay. Next is Demon. Do you want to go on that one? Well, I guess so, now that you guys tried to pull a fast one on me. Demon is ranked number six. Demon is ranked number six, and Zach and I are quite familiar with Demon since we've done three podcasts on demons and demonic possessions now so let's just get to the point here a demon in the traditional understanding of a demon is a fallen angel an angel that was created by god but using its free will and intellect decided to turn against god and instead is a creature now of uh, pure evil rage and hatred and has a particular hate of human beings and does everything it can to harm or destroy human beings well said. And the Thank opponent you. is the number 27 mermaid. Wow. Um, give a round of applause. Yes. All right. A mermaid or a merperson is a legendary aquatic creature with the upper body of a human and the tail of a fish. Mermaids appear in the folklore of many cultures worldwide, including the Near East, Europe, Africa, and Asia. <coughs> Mark, landslide. I'm going with mermaids. <laughs> Are you serious? I want an upset here. Yes, I want to go with mermaids on this oh one. Oh my goodness, Mark! I don't, Come on, I, I hate demons. Be, I'm sorry. I know, but I, I know go with demons. I'm going by their abilities and who would do better. Yeah. But I don't know mermaids, merperson. Right. We're gonna flip a coin and I'll call it merman. I'll call it. Ready? Tails. All right. All right, you won. Thank you. Upset in that bracket there for the mermaids. Fair enough. The mermaids or merpersons. Not going to last much longer in this bracket. All right. We'll wait and see. Uh, Do you want to start with that one or do you want to do the last one? It doesn't matter to me. You can do uh, either one, whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, We'll start. I'll start. Uh, The number 11 Kappa. Um, Hmm. Kappas are typically uh, depicted as uh, roughly humanoid in form and about the size of a child. Uh, They are scaly, reptilian. Uh, Skin ranges in color from green to yellow or blue. Despite their reptilian features, Kappa are said to have ape-like faces and scraggly green hair. Wow, green hair. Boy. 
That is another cryptid I was not familiar with and before today. Anyway, what is the ranking for their opponent? Uh, 22. For the one and only Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Well, there's all kinds of descriptions that can be given about Bigfoot. There's all kinds of shows that have been on TV about Bigfoot. Let's just try to summarize it quickly. Bigfoot is a large, tall, heavy, bipedal humanoid ape. It is believed that Bigfoot stands on average somewhere from 7 to 8 to 10 feet tall. Uh... One form is sometimes described as being shorter, four to five feet. I don't know about that. Anyway, they have uh, usually rather long arms, um, you know, out of out of proportion somewhat for the body. A very large feet, hence the name Bigfoot, uh, which is why it is called Bigfoot. So some people believe the Bigfoot is the descendant of the prehistoric giant ape or orangutan Gigantopithecus, whereas others think it descended from prehistoric hominids such as Neanderthal man or Australopithecus, and some sightings of Bigfoot are actually turn out to be rather large. You know, I'm bears, I'm, black bears or brown bears. Um, Bigfoot, Bigfoot. We will be doing podcast on probably more than one because it's a fascinating area. And uh, we have Kappa, who I barely know, with its green hair and its reptilian features. Uh, scaly, mm-hmm. and then we got Bigfoot. I vote for Bigfoot. I think Bigfoot would, uh, would triumph yes. in this particular bracket. I really do. I agree. Big, um, Bigfoot would definitely kick Kappa's butt in this one here. I'm wow. sorry. Yeah. And Kappa's about the size of a kid, and it's got green hair, which makes it probably oh feels a sense of shame. Beating a kid up. Yeah, I mean, not that Bigfoot is a mean creature. All right. They're not known for being mean or aggressive, but I would have to say, nah. Bigfoot it I is. I think Bigfoot's going to win that one. And then we've gone through all the different um, yep. creatures, I think, now, haven't we? Yes, we have finally done it. Uh, so, we are at 45 minutes, so let's try and get through this kind of quick here. So now we'll narrow it down because we've yep. already gone through the descriptions once, right? So I just want to say real quick that the biggest upset mm-hmm. was the Groot Slanger eating uh, Zing Zing. You got to. All right. I'm sorry. I can see me sitting drinking a German beer with Groot Slanger. I can't, I can't see me doing that with Zing Zing. <laughs> we have number 32, Groot Slanger, versus number 16, Lizard Man. What do you think? It's Groot Slang and Lizard Man? Yeah. Hmm. As much as I like Lizard Man, and it's a, uh, Lyle Blackburn has written a great book on Lizard Man. He, he's a great author, a great researcher. Uh, no, but I'm still sticking with Groot Slang. I'm sorry. Yeah, Groot Slang. He, Groot Slang. He's slanging, yo. Yeah, nah, I, I need him. That's like a good beer drinking partner, you know? All right. So this one. This, this, man one's, has gonna that be, this one's a tough, tough matchup here. 25 Jersey Devil and 24 Wendingo. Mm. I'm going to tell you what I think, and I'm going to tell you what I think right this second. Wendigos are a bit. Wendingo. That's all I have to say. Nasty looking. Wendingo. Jersey Devil. Flip a coin. Uh, we can flip a coin, but All I'm right. telling you. You call it. You call it should it. be JD, baby. Give me tails this time for uh, JD. Jersey Devil. Wow. Um, Jersey Devil pulls out the dub. Yep. Wow. JD, beast. Yep. Man. Sorry. It's taking so long. I don't understand that. Well, it would be even longer if I was running that thing because you know how techy I am. Oh, my goodness. Jersey Devil. I can't believe it. So when the Jersey Devil triumphs. An unfaithful loss. All right, now we got Mantis Man and Ogopogo. Oh, boy. Mark, do you want to say this one on three? Hmm, Mantis Man and Ogopogo. Okay, we'll do it on three. One, two, three. Mantis Ogopogo. Man. 
<laughs> Come on, mantis man. This what? big giant praying mantis like creature. Ogo Pogo. Probably I need to see his alien. Again. Go, go up. I need to see Ogo his Pogo. He's that lake monster. Yeah. Come on, he's all wet. You don't want him. Ogo Pogo should be. When the, the, the mantis men are going to kick Ogo Pogo's right there, right aquatic there. butt. I'm he's sorry. He's a lake monster, though. Yeah, he's a lake monster. Yeah. You're know, talking man. about big giant praying mantis men. Most likely from unidentified flying objects. All right. You know what? We'll flip a coin, and I'll call it this time. Heads. Okay. I'm just not lucky right yep. now. The universe is not looking on you with favor. Mantis. You picked Ogopogo. I like his name, though. It is a very cool name, but... Um, yeah, I'm sorry, Ogopogo. You can call him Ogo for short if you wish. Here, we can, we can discuss this next one. Uh, here we go. Hold on. If you can get the bracket working. Uh, Mantis Man one, right? Yes, Mantis Man, of course. All right. Number 28, Loch Ness Monster versus 21, Tea Kettler. Oh, yeah. oh this is a really tough one. <laughs> Mark, Mark, I'm going to be completely honest with you right now. Come on, the Tea Kettler is a you total You know mess. my answer. Hmm? You know my answer. Come on. I mean, this this isn't even a contest. The, one, this would be embarrassment if they're in front, playing in front of everybody. Tea Kettler has more sightings. He's more known. What, than the Loch Ness Monster? Yeah, he's got more sightings than the Loch Ness Monster. Who, who the hell's ever seen Tea Kettler? Uh, the Lumberjacks? Oh, but those guys, come on, they're all drinking that... And he's walking backwards. ...moonshine they make out there, and I then... I don't know. Are we going to make me flip another coin, Mark? I, I can't give in on this, I'm sorry. Tea all Kettler right. could never get my vote. No. Uh, I'm going to call it. Or did you, did you call it last? You called it last, right? Or it I doesn't matter it. to me. You can call again, all because right. seriously, Tea Kettler just, that's, you know... I'm going to go, I'm going to go heads. There's just no way... Yes, T. Oh, Kettler, dub after dub. My apologies to Nessie. Big this mess. is a disgrace. Go down to the T. Kettler. T. Kettler, oh boy. All right. How did T. Kettler get that far? Did we do a toss on that one before? Yeah, we did yeah, have to I do thought. a toss. I know I would um, never give in. I have certain standards <laughs> I won't it. violate. Think about it. All right. We got number 31, <coughs> Kraken, versus number 18, Yeti. <sighs> I think we can say this one on three, right? Okay. I'm confident. Okay. I'm just confident whatever. In, our, in our innate ability to, to sense each other. Here. I don't know if we sense each other on this, but we'll try. All right. Three. Oh, well, I have to count up to three, sorry. One, two, three. Kraken. And that's how it's done in Alcamark's Attic. Sometimes. You really thought I was going to go with the Yeti there? I can't. You went with T. Kettler. Yeah, but T. Kettler, he's a badass. How? He walks backwards. <laughs> and blows steam. Wow. Yeah. All right. Number seven. All right. Sells Jordsoman versus oh, yeah. Yeah. Ghost. Mm. The Sells George. He's a 45-foot monster, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking back at that one. I remember... He should um, be near the bottom. But there he is right there. Yeah, I just want to... I was yeah, reading the. I remember you talking about that from the big lake there up in Norway. Um, large reptilian creature. Uh, I don't know. Mark. Resembles I don't, I don't a, know either, to be honest. A large anaconda has, sometimes has several humps on its back. Yeah, I like the humps. Yeah. Big hump guy. Well, okay, we'll try to keep that out of this conversation <laughs> because this is a family podcast. It. I didn't mean it like that. Um, you can still watch us for your family. I'm going with Ghost, I'm sorry. At this point, I'm still giving Ghost a little bit of an edge in this contest, one-on-one yeah, -on -one against the big giant yeah, anaconda I'm, with humps on its back. I'm a big hump guy, but 
The ghost, yeah. man, he scares me. I don't I know. I think the ghost can... Uh, scares me. Just moving stuff. I don't know. I don't want to be haunted. That's my, it's a big fear. It I would go ghost hunting, but I don't want it to come home with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep your distance. Stay where you're at. Like, I don't need you to. I don't need you to follow me home. Yes, that's true. So, you don't really want to remain like that. Ghost moves on. I'm not afraid of them to that level. The but next one should be a landslide. I think. Okay. Well, number we'll three, the El Chupacabra, versus number fourteen, Owl Man. Oh. <laughs> This is tough. <laughs> However, I have a feeling that we might be on the same page on this I, one. Ultimately, I, if you want to do the old countdown or whatever. Right. but uh, Are you ready? It was Al Man and the Goat Sucker, right? Yep. El Chupacabra. Big old Goat Sucker. All righty. One, two, three. El Chupacabra. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot what I was supposed to say, but I knew it was the right. I thing. read your mind. Yes, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, I got it. As much as I, oh, I, what did I do there? I did something wrong. Oh, you here. made it smaller or something. I don't know. We don't need oh, it. Oh, here it is. I don't yeah. even need it. I just have to move it up here. All right, this one, another landslide victory. Oh, twenty-seven mermaid, twenty-two Bigfoot. What do you think? Hmm. Uh, as much as I like, what was it? Mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. Bigfoot. I mean, I know I like yeah, and uh, yeah. Got to give this one to BF Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. Mermaid, come on land. You're worthless. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, out. you know, there's no way, and he's big, and you know, and he's got feet. That's yeah, and they're noticeably big. Yeah, and uh, no, I'm afraid he would stomp mermaid. That's yeah, like his only recognizable feature. You know, they're tall. They're very big. Big old feet. You know. Yeah. All right. So we got number thirty-two, Bruce Langer versus number twenty-five, Jersey Devil. Oh boy. Ah, oh, that's a hard one for me, and man, that's a hard one. I'm from South Jersey originally. You know what I mean. I hate to be he grew parochial. up with the Jersey Devil. Oh my goodness! I grew up down there. Jersey Devil was his area. neighbor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got all those cool shirts. I got a statue of it. Um, hmm. I mean, Groot Slang is a pretty nasty dude there, and he's got the greatest name. Yeah. But now I got to stay with JD on this one. I think JD would triumph in the end. JD Mark, has got powers. Please, dude. He's a Jersey boy. He's got powers, man. Groot Slang. Groot Slang. Yeah, man. I got to yeah. go with Groot Slang. He's really, when you come down to it, that big snake when you think yeah, about it, really. Yeah, and, you know, it. Jersey Devil will swoop down with those bat wings and just pick him up uh, and fly him off big. into the Atlantic Ocean. No, might be too big. Drop him right in there. Nothing's too big for JD. I, he's a Jersey boy. <laughs> Man, he's right from the Pine Barrens. Yeah, that's that's probably can't drive very good, like everybody from New Jersey. All right, so you call no, it Hazard He flies. He has wings. He doesn't well, have to drive. Maybe he needs sometimes... His wings don't work. He He's to too to the, smart to get to the DMV. Him. He's not getting on any of those turnpikes in Jersey. Yeah. I know that. All right. So Groot Slang versus JD. Well, I'm Heads sorry. I can't give in. I'm going to do a heads on the Jersey Devil here, please, because this bracket's just too, no, too tight. Tails. Ah. Mark, you're killing me, man. Wait, did I lose? No. You said tails, right? I said tails. Yeah. Was that tails again? Yes. I didn't know. Oh. <sighs> Groot Slang goes down to the JD. Yeah, it hurts, though, because I hate to say goodbye to Groot Slang, but um, Mark, let's... Let's be real and let's be rational. All right. I'll drink and beer with the Jersey make Devil then. The that's correct us. decision on this next one. All right. Who, who's our next? 29 Mantis Man mm. and 21 T Kettler. <laughs> yeah, let me think about this. Mm-hmm. Mantis Man. T Kettler. Oh, God. Why do you stick with that thing? Because he's awesome. Oh, come on. I'm going to call heads. Thank God. Oh, boy. Oh, what a heartbreak. Oh, it's all right. They're making a run. 
Sorry, T. Kettler, you're out of the round. You're out of it now. March Madness is over for the T. Kettler. He has gone away. And he's whistling Dixie on his way. Uh, I heard he's kind of steamed. He's uh, <laughs> he's very angry, but, you know, who cares? Because I never even heard of that weird cryptid before. All right, Mark. Let's. What are we down to, let's Zach? Let's think How about many? this one, actually. Number 31, Kraken versus number 10, Ghost. So, mm. I mean, realistically, let's think about it. Ghost could go all the way because it's, it's a inanimate thing. It's true. It's it's immaterial at that point. Go attack a ghost and it's it, a you go through it. That's true. But uh, that colossal kraken is cunning. It might be able to come up with something here. Yeah. Ocean, big old kraken. I'm going with yeah. it. Yep, I'm with kraken on this All one. Right. Sorry. Big old upset. Nothing against our... Our G-daddies, but Our spook friends there. Me. Our spooky friends don't there. Don't come but after me. No, I'm with the kraken on that oh, one. Mark, this is a big one. How many teams are left? I'm sorry. How uh, there's there's going to be just this one, and then there's two teams. Are we in the final four here yet? Or? Yeah, almost. I can't. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to see the screen okay, here. Okay, so we got number three, Chupacabra, and number 22, Bigfoot. Wow, the goat sucker versus Bigfoot. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Uh, those chupacoppers can be vicious goat suckers, blood suckers, but I think in the end, Bigfoot would stomp him and romp him. You know what, Mark? And I'm going to just try and change your mind here because a chupacabra can be a little evasive. He He's can be got evasive, that blood yes. sucking ability. Yes, he Crawls does. around him, gets it, bites right in his neck. He's done. Jugular. Mm, yeah. Bigfoot, no more. I'm going to go with chupacabra. Well, I don't know. I'm second-guessing myself now. I still I think that, you know what, I'll go along with that on the Chupacabra, though. I feel though. like Bigfoot's just I not think it's, very, uh, very quick on his feet. In this round, the speed of the Chupacabra He's got it. and nasty-looking things. I will miss Bigfoot, though. Yeah. All right, we're down to the final four. The final four now. Number 25, J.D., Jersey mm-hmm. Devil, versus number 29, Mantis men. Oh. <laughs> this tears me apart now. <laughs> I'm going to just make this easy for you. I'm going with JD. I'm going with JD too. Yeah, I can't support the Mantis men after he took down my boy T. Kettler. Yeah. Yeah, you're not really as I was as really broken, broken brokenhearted yeah, no, about that myself. But uh, no, I think JD T. Kettler would have been, been a better. And the best, up. some of the best sightings of Mantis men have been in Jersey, also, as we said, in you know when we were talking about that up around the Muscanet Kong River there and all, all right. that. There's some great cases, and we will do a podcast on that. By the way, that we are going to do a podcast on the Mantis men. Mark, we got the number thirty-one Kraken versus the number three Chupacabra. Wow! Now we got the colossal Kraken. Can we unleash him against the goat sucker? The yeah, I don't know, man. Chupacabra, and can he triumph? If I'm trying to weigh this uh, rationally, which is really nothing you can do when you're Mark, doing we do cryptozoological contest. Do I think I'm, I'm um, confident. I'm confident. I think I got the right answer. I think you will come to your senses on this one. Okay, so it's Kraken and Chupacabra, yep. right? Yep. All righty. All right. One, two, three. Kraken. Kraken. We did it. I know. Yeah. It's not that hard. Great minds think alike. The Kraken, yeah. The colossal Kraken, baby. Big upset. Mm. We got in the championship game. Who would have thunk it? Not me. We got through the final four. Not me. I wouldn't have thunk it. We no. got. Oh, boy. Big old JD, hey. Jersey Devil mm-hmm. versus the Kraken. Mm. This is a hard one. Yeah, well, not for me. 
Uh, seems like I know your answer, Mister Mister Uncle. Come on, baby. That that water in the Pine Barrens. That's what gives him his that great cedar colored water. That's mm mm mm. I don't know. JD's got some tricks up his hooves and <laughs> sleeves. There, he's uh, he's tricky. Oh man, who would have saw this coming? I know, I know. We didn't predict this. That's the way the world goes. That's the way March sometimes? Madness happens. That's Zing March zang. Madness in the, out in the first round, especially in the cryptozoological world. So here we are. It's all right. Jersey Devil and the Colossal Kraken. Sorry, I really feel, and you know how objective I am about this. Yeah, I think you're very biased. So, you know what? I don't know. Though? Carefully thinking about this and weighing out all the information, I do think that in the end, the Jersey Devil would triumph and be the national cryptid champion. I'm Mark. I'm gonna break all your hopes and dreams right now. I think I think the Kraken does it. Piffle. And let me let me explain to you why, real quick. Okay. So, listen, Kraken water. Jersey Devil, air, right? So, Jersey Devil's flying over the water, trying to attack the Kraken. All the Kraken's got to do is hit him right in the water. He's done. He's done. One fatal swoop into the water. Who said the Jersey Devil can swim? Hmm. I duped you. I duped you. Well, I'll agree. I've never really read about it. Um, I don't think he's a swimmer. He's not Michael Phelps. There were some early legends of the Jersey Devil, if you go back into the books that I had brought here before and for us to go through, that he was seen cavorting with mermaids at one point off the Jersey coast. (laughs) With mermaids, no doubt. No, no, I'm still sticking with JD. I'm sorry. All right, Mark, we're going to have to flip a coin. I admit that those were only legends. All right, do you want to call it or should I call it? all the facts we have. So uh, I called it last. I think it's only fair. So for I have to call boy, heads or tails. For your boy, JD. Well, I'm going to call heads for the Jersey Devil. All right, let's see what happens. The Jersey boy should triumph in this. Oh, no. heartbreak. Cracking oh. for the win. Oh. That is a shame, Mark. What do you have to say post-March Madness interview? I have nothing to say. I, I'm at a loss for words. Wow. It just shows me sometimes how unfair the cryptozoological world can be. I think we did a pretty fair job at, at this uh, this well, bracket here. We went over a lot of interesting creatures, some of which we will be doing podcasts on. Yeah. But, um... Is it ringing? I didn't hear. Just like that, it'll mute it. I thought it was already muted. I didn't no. hear that. Um, so... I think we did a fair job. I think we went over a lot of interesting things that I actually would be interested in, in doing an episode over. We are doing it. As we, we had already talked about a number of yeah. these uh, interesting uh, creatures, that, and we had done Jersey Devil already, but we certainly have some interesting ones, but I don't want to hurt you here or in any way upset you, but I am not doing a podcast on the Kraken. All right, fair as enough. Much as I, I like. I do want to hit that tea kettle a little. The, what do you think? Yeah, you could, that'll be the episode you do alone. <laughs> and All right, well. I will sit at home and. Watch something else like paint dry rather than watch you talk about the tea kettler. Oh, my God. You know. The big, scary tea kettler blowing steam as it walks backwards. Man, what an interesting guy. Uh, He's unique. I'll say that. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, Like I said, I think we did a pretty fair job. It was just a little lighthearted 
the yeah, moment I, for us here. Yeah, it's definitely something new for us. And I think that was if it's something that you guys enjoy, we could definitely do something like this again. Yeah, I could think of something other than this. I do think this was a great idea, though. And maybe next year for Cryptid March Madness 2, we could run it back. I wish we could get the bracket up so everybody could see it at some point. Uh, I don't know how to do that, though. I think I might be able to take a screenshot or something. So, but yeah, to put it up, because it's kind of cool looking when you look at what you got all the yeah. names on there. It just we doesn't show the last of, one. It just says that the Kraken won. Oh, they don't want to see that anyway. Uh, oh, right. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because so, they know it was a rig. There was something wrong there. Mm, I think it was, I, you know, you stipe, st- I don't even, stoop me? What? I don't know. I don't know my words, but really broke my heart on the tea kettle or so. Yeah, well, sorry. Sometimes I find it hard to conceal my real feelings, especially about some repulsive, ridiculous-looking little creature <laughs> with the strangest abilities and powers I've ever heard about for any cryptid. I am glad that I'd never heard about the tea kettler I think before today. Awesome. Just the name. I mean, really. Come on. Please. You want to be a tea kettler when you no, grow up. No, I don't. No I, no, I don't. I have no interest in ever seeing that thing or reading about it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for watching. If this is the first episode you ever yes. watched, um, this is a good one to start on. It just kind of shows you how lighthearted we can be. Um, we do also do more serious kind of episodes. Uh, we like to take our mm-hmm. studies kind of serious um but there's always room for some lightheartedness and i think this is a good way to show that you know what i mean our um what is the word i'm looking for rapport here together kind of yeah yeah there's yeah. good chemistry here yes. there's very good chemistry yeah. and rapport so, we i've known zach since he was born yep we we have good rapport here and we have a lot of common interest yeah. and we'll have some interesting podcasts coming up like Definitely. our one on ghosts uh we have the one with the uh, children with the uh, Past memories life. of past yeah. life memories and that that's that's pretty interesting topic that are coming up as well as some of the things we've already done like the jersey devils yeah. and we will do some of these other creatures definitely we're doing stuff on the podcast on bigfoot and um those michigan dogmen i find them particularly interesting and yeah. mantis the mantis man or mantis men and i still think they're connected with ufos <laughs> and aliens but that's just my theory but we'll go into all the theories on that on that particular subject too yes hopefully this was fun to do though i yeah, when zach, I uh, zach came up with this idea and i was like wow that's a great idea i thought he was gonna hate it no i'm not that old and and curmudgeonly yet i'm not <laughs> totally grumpy am i no i thought it was a great idea because i do like march madness yeah. anyway <laughs> the ncaa games and i do enjoy that very much so um, and all those years at work, we always had brackets. Your dad, yeah. you know, your dad and I, we we were always doing those bracket contests at work there for the March Madness. So this was kind of cool to do. This was a good idea, yeah, because it really does belong in the attic. <laughs> yeah, it just shows Uncle Mark's attic. This is what we like to talk about. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff we do cover, so and we'll be covering. So this was fun. So we hope you had some kicks out of this, some enjoyment, and just uh, enjoyed some lighthearted I moments. Had fun. Yeah, I had a blast with this. All right. A lot of this was so spontaneous, yeah. and all, but it really was fun going through that and getting us all ready for March Madness, yeah. the real March Madness that's coming up. All right. Well, thank you. With that being said, you can follow us on all social medias at Uncle Mark's Attic. Uh, if you want to help the podcast out in any way, shape, or form, um, what you can do right now is you can go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a five-star review, write a little nice note about the tea kettler, and... And that's it. Don't mention the tea kettler. Mark, close us on out, buddy. But we do hope you had a good time. We were just having some fun today. We've done a couple of serious podcasts earlier and uh, that we taped, and this was just a nice break for us, too. So hopefully you had some fun and enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time here in Uncle Mark's Attic. I'm going to walk backwards and blow off some steam.